Yep. Hello, loyal listeners. Hello. It's <laughs> aggressive. Thank you so much for coming back and, and tuning in again. We're having so much fun doing this. This is episode three. Can you believe it? Now hear me out. From San Diego, California, to Shamokin, Pennsylvania, to Dallas, Texas, to Minneapolis, Minnesota, we are covering <laughs> all corners of this great country. And you know, hopefully we will be expanding our base beyond those who have listened to our first one. The second one is coming up, but today is October 30th, 2019, and we are raring and ready to go. 100%. So I, why don't you take it away there, yeah. Harriet? So I actually just got back uh, yesterday from a trip up north to go visit my in-laws. Uh, shout out to Lisa and Paul. Um, I was up in Northern California, and as you guys probably know, the fires are burning everywhere, so that made the trip uh, a little more challenging. It made the air a little more difficult to breathe. My husband's asthma was acting up and everything, and it just kind of showed us the inefficiency of the power companies of PG&E. What do you think about the the whole thing? We're going to start our show with, hey, Gavin. This is one of our most requested topics to cover and we have to give our listeners what, what they want asked for exactly and we've realized a lot of people regardless of whether or not they're democratic or republican nobody truly seems to like gavin newsom he's a deeply unlikable human being I, I saw a meme that i ended up sending to my dad the other day saying he looks like that guy who just got elected president or mayor of gotham but he doesn't know that he's evil yet and like that was just so perfect because I thought that was just so fitting. All you ladies in the audience who said that they wanted a handsome, uh, a handsome governor, well, you got it. And there's not <laughs> and much piece upstairs, of crap. <laughs> upstairs with this guy. Slick so back hair. we are going to go to our Hey Gavin, yes. WTF, Gavin. Okay, my friend, you came out the other day. He, he did a couple of things. Okay. Let's start off with the with the rising gas prices. Yeah. Gavin Newsom came out, <laughs> yeah. and and Gavin Newsom is like that guy who's who's who has a bit of a bowel movement and is looking around and blaming somebody else for the smell that he smells. Seriously, Gavin, Gavin Newsom came out and said the price of gas is high. It must be the gas companies and 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 the oil companies. Well, well the oil companies gouging us. Gavin, are you serious? Did you finish school? The reason why taxes, you know, the reason why gas is so high, where I can go home to Pennsylvania, two dollars and twenty-two cents gives oh, me a gallon sounds of like gas. A dream. Out here, four forty, four sixty, four eighty. Gavin, are you serious? Your environment, sort of in in parentheses, you know, in quotations, environmentally friendly policies are killing this state. They are hurting the middle class, and they are what's increasing the. Uh, uh, of the actual, you know, price of gas. You don't have to launch an investigation, Gavin. <laughs> you turn know. around, look in the mirror. It's your butt, buddy. It's you. <laughs> your policies stink. So that's number one. Second one, the fires. There's more. <laughs> the fires, Gavin. Harriet and I have been through a couple of fires. Oh my Ooh. God, my dad is what you call. A crazy person and when growing up I remember while everyone was trying to evacuate from Poway I think these were the fires I want to say 2004 2005 yeah, I can't remember. That's so many. he was I know he was it was right before Halloween he was like well, let's go get a closer look at these fires I just he, wanted to look at the he fires. loaded me in the car and we drove towards the fires there's traffic coming out of here like everyone's trying to leave terribly we're going towards it 
for you know a better a better view of the so-called fires and it happened again when there were other fires we evacuated again we ended up staying at some crappy motel because my dad's the cheapest human in the world uh next to a denny's off the highway and i just remember sitting there calling our house to see if our house had burned down to see if we could still get a phone to ring so yeah grew up with the, the good fires question. the good thing is though our house didn't burn down no and uh, you were smart times. enough to get the wood shingled roofs things well, off the second time we sold our house uh a uh, couple months before and uh, the fires evidently came through the Thank fires you. came through at like 5 o'clock in the morning we got the emergency call at 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah. so we would have so burned we would have burnt pretty bad yeah. but when George Bush came out uh, you know, after the fires yeah, our, our, streets. our place our, our streets were you know you know, our, our development was actually hit hit one of the worst. Yeah, but it was terrible. We survived, and, and and the house survived because, as Harrod said, we actually uh, changed our wood roof to and tile, we, and we put tile on, and we survived. Yeah. But Gavin Newsom, are you serious? <laughs> We're having the fires now. You're turning off the electricity, so you're compounding the problem here. I mean, I mean, in no other state would you do this. I mean, Gavin, do well, you... I do it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, finish your Do you have up. any sense as to what you're doing? But, okay. But, yeah, so the Hey Gavin minute turned into about four minutes, but that's just how passionate he feels oh about God. hating Gavin Newsom. But, uh, so anyway, after spending time in Northern California, my in-laws actually, they're up in the Lafayette area, beautiful, beautiful area, but um, they had a lot to say, and I learned a lot this weekend about PG&E, which is the, the electric company, obviously, up there. And I guess the well, reasoning... Throughout the whole state. Well, throughout the whole state. Well, we have SDG&E in San Diego. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so it's different. But... Basically, what was happening is PG&E filed for bankruptcy um, because they're they're obviously not doing well, and basically the bankruptcy court threatened to throw out their bankruptcy filing if any other accidents were reported or filed as a result of one of their power lines like falling over or having some sort of incident. So obviously, to avoid that from happening, that's pretty much why they've shut off the power to all so, of these people. So then, what's going to happen now? If the fires are coming your way, you're not going to have any lights. Yeah. So you're more than likely, you're probably going to have to use cameras. <laughs> and you're probably going to drop a candle. It's probably going to start another fire. Yeah. So, but I mean, seriously though, Gavin, so dumb. you need to get it together, Brody. This stage is going down. To, I mean, it's just going, it's just going down and down and down. But you know, um, I, I, I mean, Gavin, look, you know, call us, call the Republican Party. You know, I'm the secretary of the California State Republican Party. Call us. You definitely need some help, and you need some PR help too. I, I, I mean. I mean, but honestly, you know, I was even... Uh, Gavin's just going to have some sort of like emotional breakdown after listening to this podcast. Oh, Gavin, seriously. <laughs> All but, we do is just ream Gavin Newsom, but, but he know, deserves it. But, you know, um, I heard today that one of the fires that it was started outside of Oceanside was started by a homeless person in, in, you know, in an encampment. So, Gavin... You're getting the trifecta here. You're getting a homeless person because we got a horrible homeless problem, and you're getting them starting fires. So it's like, come on, man. I mean, let's take problem by problem, but but let's have the adults raise their hand in the room, and then that could be Democrats and Republicans, and somebody has to question Gavin Newsom and just say, Gavin, for the sake of all of us in California, either you need to go or you need to listen to the rest of us because it's not working. So that's the end of the yeah. Gavin. All right. The Gavin Woo! five minutes. Gavin so far, five. Long ass Gavin segment. But uh, I think it's another thing I actually wanted to talk about. I know it's not technically on our agenda, but the the issue of homelessness. 
Um, this is a big issue that's come up in, uh, you know, across the country, especially in California, um, but also Dallas today, I don't know if you saw, came out with the ruling that uh, encampments, camping under bridges, like boxes, uh, any sort of homeless living space isn't really going to be available in downtown Dallas anymore. Um, and if people don't comply with that measure, they're actually going to send in buses and state troopers and take these people by force, if need be, to get them off the street. They didn't really technically say what their plan was. But I mean, how obviously, this is a much bigger issue. But in your opinion, how do we solve this homeless crisis? Um, obviously, as you know, the price of housing, uh, a lot of people are saying that there's a great deal of homeless people that actually have jobs. They just aren't making enough to cover the rising cost of living in California or, you know, like, what's your opinion? Well, you know, as I like to say, with every right, there's a responsibility. And, and, and you know, I sometimes believe that, you know, primarily Democratic, you know, administrations, either at the city level or the state level, they want to do good things. They want to help homeless people, but but they sometimes, you know, let the homeless, you know, do what they want sometimes, or or they'll or they'll facilitate behavior. Like for example, you know, you know, I studied the homeless when I was at Yale Law School. We we studied the homeless problem from from more of a real estate angle, but you know, looking at the rights and the and, and the responsibilities, but. For me, the, the number one problem is people shouldn't be able to live on the street. You, you know, one, it's not good for the city. Two, it's definitely not good for the people. Two, I don't think homelessness is all about having a home. I think there is, you know, I think probably 60 to 70 percent of the homeless have some type of, of uh, you know, either, either, either mental health issue, mental health issue, issue or physical disability, well, well, or have some type of uh, you know either alcoholism or drug addiction. Mm -hmm. My answer to the homeless would be: we need to you know, you know really gather them up, put them into not facilities yet, but but you know you know have areas where we can do. You know, evaluations as far as you know, which of the homeless have mental health issues? Which of the homeless have alcoholism or drug addictions? Which of them are just poor and they don't have a lot of other issues? And 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 to me, what we really need to do is to really come together as a state, come together as a nation right now, and just you know devote more energy to the problem. But to me. You just can't let it go like it's being in, like it's 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 in California. You know, yeah. it's in San Francisco and oh, Los Angeles so right in now in Oakland in San Diego and in a lot of places that you know the, I mean Venice Beach and that oh. places that didn't see homeless before are seeing them and I think we're seeing more in California because the weather is better I mean you don't seem to have a lot of homeless in you know northeast Pennsylvania I mean I do have to say though when I, I was at college in Boston I mean you did see a lot of homeless people in the dead of winter huddled on the sidewalk you know so it definitely is a problem there too but I think that they're flocking a little bit more to you know the warmer states because I mean if you're going to be homeless anywhere this is a decent place to be homeless which I know is an oxymoron obviously but I think the issue is with criminalizing homelessness you know once we get to that like is should be being poor 
a crime. Like there are actually a lot of homeless people I've come in contact with that are very respectful, that have just fallen on hard times. Then you also have, like for example, I was in Monterey the other day um, staying overnight with my husband and there was a homeless guy with his two dogs that were obviously very well taken care of. They were very loved, sweet doggies. And he just asked us if he could have some of our leftovers. Totally coherent, said thank you so much. You know, God bless you guys, really appreciate it. And have a great day. And you know, so I just, you know it's just so sad and it's so hard to figure it out you know look you know i've seen that and then i've seen guys you know urinating defecating exposing themselves robbing people you know the you know like anything else the bad apples are are what we see they ruin it for other people you know but when it comes down to it we can't as a society have people sleeping on the streets we can't have them sleeping in tents on sidewalks from a public health standpoint, you know, we, we're having rodents, you know, typhus, other types of diseases, which we thought we were, were eradicated. Yeah. And, and, and right now, you know, we just need to do something about it, but you know, we just need to agree. And, and, you know, as you were saying though, Harry, for me, the first thing is getting people off the streets. You know, where do we put them? That's another thing. Like know, people are saying, you said from a real estate perspective that you approached it at Yale. People are saying there's so many abandoned places in San Diego, abandoned buildings and empty lots and things like that, you know, and that there is an issue with um, people, you know, homeless shelters being overcrowded. And the thing is, they're not always safe. Um, at my university, one of the the things that my sorority worked at, we we uh, talked about and helped support was was homeless shelters for women, like battered domestic violence shelters for women. There's a lot of sexual assault and a lot of violence that takes place in uh, in homeless shelters. I think the first thing should be just the policy, not on the streets. The second thing should be okay, not on the streets. Then it's got to be someplace. We have public buildings, we have stadiums, we've got. We have we, we, we have land. Churches, churches have we so have much money. We have land in the rural areas. We have churches, but to me, these other places cannot be long term. They have to be short term to provide services. But you know, to me though, there has to be you know you know you know a combination of government, uh, you know, nonprofits and for profit entities have to come together and have to start creating lower cost housing that people can there afford. has to be because this is i mean well, living in california it's well, disgusting well, well back in the 50s and the 60s uh you know i was born in 1961 but but you know back in those days uh, you know there were cheap hotels called flop houses in various <laughs> that parts. sounds awful they were called flop houses, <laughs> is but, that like a hostel it's sort of hostel like but it was more you know a place you a place where a, a guy could get a, a place where like a homeless a YMCA? guy could could get a bed and for like under ten dollars a night Jeez. And, and you know maybe we need to bring that back maybe we need to incentivize that like for example you, you know 20 30 years ago the a Japanese had these had these hotels where where uh, people would come from the you know actually work in the cities get drunk and not be able to go home oh do you mean those little capsules have, yeah it's like a little those capsule. still exist those are actually really where you popular. just have pull out beds i would maybe, die because i'm extremely claustrophobic I mean, and it maybe looks like that's a the answer but but you know but government by itself and one of the things we've talked about in this show you know the, you got to realize the capitalist system is made up of three entities the, the the private sector, the nonprofit sector, and the governmental sector. And I do think we need to have all three sectors working this. If you just get rid of capitalism, you have one sector, just the government sector. And the problem with the government is the government goes home at 4.30 or 5 yep. o'clock. And the government can't do it. The government's not your daddy. The government's not your family. 
you know, this, so what, whatever we create, we have to create a program that is self-sustaining, you know, you know something that is self-sustaining. Something like and, longevity. Yeah, but you know, but but you know, as you said with Gavin Newsom, Gavin, look, you know, call us, call Republicans, call the client the state. My dad is convinced he can solve this. Just you one know, lunch yeah, meeting, just Gavin. Call me. Just call him. Anytime. He'll take you out to lunch. He'll beat the crap out of you, but then take you no, out to lunch. I no, know. <laughs> Gavin. You know, but but seriously though, you know, if we don't solve this problem for our kids, we're going to leave it to our kids and our grandchildren to solve. We don't and, know what the hell we're doing. We don't know anything beyond our cell phones. No. <laughs> that's <laughs> My dad true. always says. We got to do it now. Your damn social media and your interwebs. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, I think from a political standpoint, we, we can agree that there is a problem. Yeah. And we need to work together. But to me, the first the first answer is get people off the streets. They, You know, it, it's not a right to live on the street. And, and, and you know, but, but you know, let's work from there. So... Um, that's his way of wrapping it up, saying move, move on, and that's that's how it is, and then then we just move on to something else. Let me do another topic <laughs> since we're look. We decided last time that if we just did pure politics, we would we probably, would be so depressed and eventually kill so each other. We'd probably be so depressed at some point. We'd be wouldn't talk to each other. Oh God, he went on a rant, which I will play clips for you guys at some point. Uh, probably put it on our social media. Whenever it was a nasty won't let night. Me forget that. Nope. Yeah. You struck the immigration. Starts yelling about me. immigration. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh my I God. You, know, you know, all I could do is I could hear you them playing red. the Star Spangled Banner <laughs> behind me. I could see my ancestors lined up in oh Ellis Island, all all saying, you know, oh. all saying the same thing. But anyway, getting back to entertainment, entertainment politics. side of things. Yeah. Katie Hill, Congresswoman oh, Katie okay, Hill. Okay, that's politics. That's I, we're well, still on politics. politics. Here, what are you talking about? Congresswoman Katie Hill. <laughs> Seriously, Katie, what in the hell were you thinking? Okay, I mean, what are you what are you talking about specifically? Specifically, okay, she's a 32 year old congresswoman from California. Okay. She came in on the whole Me Too movement. Okay. And my God, if you're Me Too, I hate to see what what you know other movements are about. Congresswoman, you know Hill, you know. You knew coming in that there was an ethical, you know, that that there was a there's a law that pro- prohibits you from having sexual relationships with your staff. Why? Because the staffers are being paid by the government, by the people. We are paying them, and we're not paying them so that you can use them for your own pleasure. Look, you're bisexual. Good on you. I mean, that's that's your life, and you know, I. I and, and I'm really not out to judge that. But when you live your life like a lot of millennials live... Okay, okay. We're not going to throw all millennials I'm, under the I'm bus. I'm not going to throw every millennial under the bus because not every millennial, pardon my friend, is as stupid as you. Seriously. You want to live your life with pictures. Okay, I, but I mean, let's break this down. You know where the picture came from, right? Her ex-husband you know, took it and then released she, it as revenge That's what she's form. saying. But in all honesty, you know, you know, Congresswoman Hill, you came out with probably the worst apology and the worst you know, but resignation But what is she apologizing statement. for? Has she apologized for having the inappropriate relationship with a member of her staff? She's apologizing for you. getting caught, I think. I, I think that's but what she's way, apologizing But look at Bill Clinton. For. We impeached him for it, obviously. But, I mean, I'm not saying... But, it all but, comes but, back but, to Bill Clinton. I like... Oh, whatever. Okay. But anyway, if we're talking about, like, ethics and stuff like that, the minute that we found out that Donald Trump paid off Stormy Daniels and had extramarital affairs and all this kind of stuff, his, his ethics went out the window. So if we're going to judge everyone based on ethics, 
ethics. We can't just ignore that. And as my right. dad put it in the first episode, he's a good guy. At the end of the day, he has good morals. He's a good guy. As he's having but, sex with but, Stormy Daniels but, at the but, double but, G But, G Ka- but Katie boost. Hill, honestly, you know, you read the law and you went out and you lived your own world, you know, your own life. I, I, I mean, I, I mean... Do you ever think of anything except sex? I mean, I mean. Oh my God! So now we're no, gonna. Okay, okay. Honestly, no, 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 no. Gotta, gotta, God, no, no, no. Were... Gotta hold you up here. We cannot shame women who, as you said, came onto the backs of the Me Too movement. You can still be embracing your sexuality, be having relationships, be involved in a throuple. They're consenting adults. As long as I just like how the word sounds. Throuple. I know he keeps thruple, saying thruple, it. Thruple. I swear to God, he keeps. <laughs> so I've never many heard times. I hate Ruffle. it so much. He's learning all these new vocab words from this this scandal, quote unquote. I just right? want to say it. Thruple, thruple, thruple. thruple. <laughs> it's, it's just a very interesting word. Anyway, you can have a thruple. You can bring whoever you want into your bedroom as long as they're all consenting, willing adults. You can smoke out of a bong and have a funky picture, which, which I she thought did. was ridiculous, she by did. the way. The way that they tried to clickbait it, saying she had a Nazi era style tattoo on her back. I think it was of uh, like a, an eagle or something. It was something uh, completely yeah. ridiculous. I agree. I think that was such clickbait. I think that went I expected to click on it and see a swastika bit. on her ass. But, but, That's 100% what but, I thought I was going to see. <laughs> all right. That was a little bit of the right such wing press. What was it called? Red State, that, the outlet. And that they're the ones who, who, who uh, involved the words thruple. It hasn't even been confirmed. Nobody has said that they were involved in a thruple with her. I think they just saw bisexual and thought they'd throw it out. Like, well, she well, sleeps with everyone. Well, let me just mention, and you know, you know, I was reading my my Republican press. There you go. Uh, All right. I say Steve Frank's political report, which I which I read because it's California news. And all of a sudden, I'm going through. I see this interesting article about a congresswoman. My dad sends me these naked pictures of no, someone no, with no, a bong, and I'm like, what is no, this? No, 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 no. But but Steve, my friend, you got this picture on there, and I'm, I'm sorry, you know the. the I think you had two pictures. One was of her smoking a ball. And Congresswoman Hale, I mean, come on. Seriously, how old you are you? You smoke out of a bong, not a bong. Oh, well, I know. It's a bong. I don't know. It's, a, I like it's the guy who never inhaled. You know, but, but 32 <laughs> years old, and you're a Congresswoman. Come on. Have some respect for yourself and, and your constituency. But two, in this picture... Now we're shaming marijuana users? Uh... That can be another discussion. Oh, my God. Discussion. All right, that'll be a whole other discussion. But secondly, and this picture will stick with me, because I didn't expect to see it in the political report, but there's but there's Congresswoman Hill. I mean, Hill? Yeah, Hill. Uh, butt naked. Uh, you know, I think she was in underwear. You know, no, she was butt naked. Okay, okay. He took a good look. Combing, somebody's, combing a woman's hair who was her staffer. And I'm like, first of all, who takes a picture like that? And second of all, I'm thinking, you know, you know, why would you do that? I, I, I mean, it, I'll give just... you the inappropriate relationship with the staffer. That's never okay. Well, staff, it's... staffers, a okay. male and a female. It's an abuse of power. You don't do that. Don't, you know. But how many people date their bosses? How many people get involved in relationships? I hear with people you, they but there's with? a law against it. But anyway. Anyway. What you did, but the Congresswoman Hill, I'll say one thing. You, you, you I think you said you were going to resign, but I'm not sure you resigned yet as of today. Wednesday, but I'm I'm thankful that you did be, because you know hopefully you did it because you knew you were wrong. Hopefully you, you didn't do it because of just pressure you faced. Because look, you really need to go back to, to sort of sort of you know ethics 101 here on this one. And seriously though, you need to just you know 
you need to read up on on in, 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 you know on you know you know what should how should politicians act and look I'm not bringing up Donald, Donald Trump here this is about you and this is about taking taking responsibility for what you've done. She took advantage of a nice young man who probably said no, no, not at all. Guy probably looked at her, he was like, yeah, she's hot. She wants me? Okay, it's the best day of my life. He he was used. He was abused. I don't know how we get on these topics. But anyway, (laughs) anyway, Congresswoman Hill, thank you for resigning. There's going to be an election. For me, hopefully we get a Republican. Karen will probably say a Democrat. But truthfully... We don't want somebody who has your ethical, your moral code. I would rather have her than Mike Pence. But either way, let's just... Look, there are some images in my mind. I do not want to see Mike Pence Mike Pence in a throuple. No, no, no. It would be him, Jesus, and then Trump. No, please, please. Eric did not just say that. That will be edited out. But anyway, the, the next topic. So what do you next have? Next topic. Here? Oh, I, I wanted. To, I know this is obviously more celebrity, but the the whole scandal of celebrities uh, getting sued by paparazzi photographers for posting images that these paparazzi photographers have taken of themselves on their social media. Well, channels. well, sorry, the paparazzi photographers have taken of these celebrities. Yes, yes. So for example, one of the big ones is Katy Perry's getting sued right now for 150k for a photo that's three years old from when she dressed up as uh, Hillary Clinton for Halloween and a paparazzi photographer took a photo of her and uh, she saw the photo in the media and then posted that photo on her Instagram, which I personally don't see a problem with. I think, you know, paparazzi photographers are kind of the scum of the earth in a sense. They put, look at Princess Diana. I think they put, you know, people and their their safety in jeopardy. Um, and I think it's kind of nonsense to sue someone for sharing a photo of themselves. She's not claiming she took it. She obviously couldn't have. Um, the same thing's happening with uh, Gigi and Bella Hadid. Gigi Hadid has been sued now or attempted to be sued at least five times in the last year by photographers because she shared photos that they've taken of her on her Instagram. From a legal standpoint, what do you think of this? Also, if you don't remember, my father is a lawyer. Okay, so, you know, I do trademark law and a little bit of patents and, and some, some copyright. So for me, breaking this down legally, you know, to my understanding is, you know... Is it an IP issue? Well, well if a picture is taken, so if a photograph is taken by a photographer and, you know, I think they have to identify themselves that it is taken by them. To me, that is owned by the photographer. Okay. Now the question, you know, I, I I think a question at some point is did the but photographer she didn't hire them? Well, you know that's what I mean? okay. You know, you, you know, but you know, I, I think a photographer, you know, owns the rights to that picture. Now, you know, there's something about putting it in, in, into commerce, uh, and and you know, so I'm not sure if the rights are lost when they're put into commerce by the photographer. So, uh, for example, well, if a photo, you know, and, and don't quote me on this one, okay. but, but, it's, <laughs> but it's my understanding though that, so the, the rights belong to the photographer. The image itself, you know, is is an image of the person who it's being taken of, but the person who, who, who the image is being taken of doesn't own that. But the question I would have here, it's been three years, so has this picture been... Apparently he's been trying for three years to get a lawsuit against her. I don't know necessarily well, what that means. Yeah, you know, my understanding on this one, though, is that, you know, in the perfect case, the photographer owns it and has all all rights to it. But I, I think there is an exception, though, if it's if it, you know you know for a number of years, and I think yeah. there I think there is an exception if it's put into sort of like a, a you know a a uh, 
a free you know market well a free sort of trading market or something like that but but you know, in the yeah. long run though Katy Perry you got to understand you're a celebrity not every picture of you is owned by you but she wasn't claiming it was owned by her she also wasn't profiting off well, of it it was just to say hey this is my Halloween outfit from last night well I mean I don't know a photographer, though, makes his money out, out of the pictures, though. But so, they also chase these pe- celebrities down mercilessly, do. you know. And I just, I don't well, know. Long and short yeah. of it, though, you've got the, you know, the 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 rights of the photographer versus the rights of the celebrity. I think the photographer is going to win here, like anything else. I think they're they're going to settle out of court. Yeah. But I think what it's going to say to uh, celebrities, though, is look, don't do your own Facebook. Get someone else to take don't photos do of your, you. Don't do your own website. Yeah. You know, call somebody call like me. Call a friend, me. you can afford it. <laughs> well, um, call. well, call somebody who's a lawyer who, who can advise He'll you. He'll come because, and photograph you. He tends to get uh, his finger over the lens, no, but, you know. <laughs> I, I'm probably the last person you want to photograph. But what I was going to say, too, is following up on that is Gigi Hadid, as I said, also had this. And uh, the court threw out the lawsuit saying that she didn't have the, or basically what had happened was the paparazzi agency um, in question had failed to secure the official copyright registration for the photo by the time it filed the lawsuit. So I guess every paparazzi photo taken and published of a celebrity has to be filed uh, for copyright registration. And so well, I'm assuming they've well, done that. Yeah, yeah. So my understanding is, you know, well, it, his extensive should, understanding of paparazzi law. Well, no, <laughs> but, you know, you can get a copyright off on, on, on a picture, on a photo, yeah. but you have to register it with, with the copyright office. Yeah. Uh, and then you have certain rights to sue once you have that. Yeah. You know, but I'm not sure about the rights somebody has in common law to common law copyright. Wow. But, but anyway, as we said, yeah. always have your lawyer. With Look you. stuff over. You know, Always. Your lawyer. Just marry your lawyer. Seriously. That sounds like the best option. But how are... But, uh, how are uh, <laughs> he doesn't even know my name. No, huh? I don't even know her name anymore. <laughs> but Hillary Clinton is back in the news. Oh, yeah. Right? About Tulsi Gabbard. So... Let's talk uh, about that. Hillary Clinton just can't give it up. <laughs> Hillary, you lost. And Hillary, you know, you know, Madam... I guess Madam Secretary is yeah, how, let's, let's how you should, uh, should be called. But, you know... You, you you know you were in the White House two terms with your husband. You were you know you were a senator from New York State. You were a vice was a vice president. No, no, no nope. she was Secretary of State. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'll soon we forget Hillary. It's okay. I'm so sorry, sorry about Hillary. That. And you were a presidential candidate a You're couple first lady. Of, a couple of times. But you know you, you got to give it up. I I, I mean I mean look. to be fair, she was interviewed on a podcast asking her own opinions. Well, so, what is she trying to do? Madam Secretary, you're always welcome to come on our podcast. Yes. Okay, because we will treat you fairly, like yeah. we do everybody. Oh, yeah, fair and balanced, Who just like Fox, on, right? Well, <laughs> don't use that because we don't want the Fox attorneys calling us now and saying we're not. So, we can't actually use fair and balanced. <laughs> Harriet actually has a uh, has a lawyer for a father. So yes, that, so that's he That's just as good. Stuff. I can zap her here. But but so, 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 so Hillary Clinton came out and yes. said that... Uh, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, yes, uh, you know Congresswoman Gabbard, you know is essentially a Russian asset. No, well, or, the full quote that we yeah, literally okay. looked at earlier today. Um, she pretty much had said um, they were. So she, they tried to say that you know the Russians are grooming her in a sense, but what actually happened was she was trying to say that I think it was the Republican Party was trying to groom 
Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, no, I don't think it was the Republican Party. I think it was the Russians. I think it was the Russians and uh, and some others. But but you know, uh, I'm gonna say, um, Madam Secretary, you know, really, I, I I mean, your accusations are starting to make you look silly. And uh, I, I mean, look, if you know, as as Congresswoman as Congresswoman Gabbard say, if you want to debate her anytime, please do. Do it. But you know what you're doing is it seems to me like here's what you're doing, and any conservative or moderate Democrat should be out there listening to me right now. You know, when I was 32 years old, I supported Bill Clinton. I campaigned for him, uh, and. Uh, I actually, my wife and I danced at one of the, one of the uh, Clinton's balls uh, uh, back in 1992. But you know, I try to get. I'm talking about Clinton's balls on this podcast uh, too please, much. Please, please. I tried to get uh, a position in the Clinton administration, and I saw in 1992 that that uh, Hillary Clinton was coming in with a lot of her very far left-leaning people. And I saw that happening in 1992. By 1994, year I was born. Good year. Well, by 1994, <laughs> I decided to leave the party because I felt that conservative Democrats like me, and and I was a member of the Democratic Leadership Council with 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 uh, President Clinton, and then also with uh, with with Vice President Gore. And you know, I saw the writing on the wall in 1994 that this party was going more and more left. And you know. I would say, you know, I would say one of the things that that um, Hillary Clinton is doing right now is she's trying to scare conservative Democrats here and and moderate Democrats and, into not voting for her. Well, well, much, well, right? well, you know, you know, into not upsetting the wagon here and 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 going along with what uh, with what Hillary Clinton says. And, and you know, look. You know, oh no, no, no. Sorry. So what she said was. Uh, about the third party. And she goes, I'm not making any predictions, but I think that they've got their eye on somebody who is currently in the Democratic primary and are grooming her to be the third party candidate. She's the favorite of the Russians. They have a bunch of sites and bots and other ways of supporting her so far. And that's assuming Jill Stein will give it up, which she might not, because she's also a Russian asset. Well, what Hillary Clinton is is trying to say here, one, she's, she's taking a stab at Jill Stein because she's still mad at Jill Stein because she she feels that Jill Stein took some of her votes away from her. Secondly, Hillary Clinton is trying to claim that an outside party, the Russians, in, in this instance, are trying to sway the election in, in in the favor of the Republicans. Hillary, you got to give it up. You lost. One of the reasons you lost is because you're not really a nice person that people <laughs> like. I mean, seriously, She's you lost. Nice you lost to Barack Obama twice when oh, you were the favorite candidate. Yeah, because as you said, Barack, he, He's very he had a better story and he was more likable than you. And the thing you have to realize is there's this... He doesn't put on a fake Southern accent. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. Uh, I love you, Hillary. Hillary That's you, just one thing Hillary, that made me laugh. You're from Chicago the last time I... I when she I, talks I, about her mama's pecan pie on a Tuesday. <laughs> you are so full of it. A little I bit mean, of a flip-flopper. Oh, my God. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Congresswoman Gabbard, what you really need to do... Is you need to call, you know, you need to call the head of your of, of Hawaii's Republican Party, and you need to switch right now because we'd love to have you. You have a home in our party. Frankly, I'm surprised she's running as a Democrat. You have a you have a home in our party. I, I mean, you know, people who have served in the armed forces, you know, and who love America, you, you know, you know, and who and who believe in capitalism. You 
you have a home in our party. And, and, and just like I did, you know, years ago, it's happening to you. And they're going to do it to anybody who, who doesn't disagree with them. Anybody who doesn't see that the emperor doesn't, you know, that, that the emperor has no clothes. You see it. I can tell you see it. Other people in the party see it. But, but you, are, you are getting overwhelmed by the Clinton machine. And the Clinton machine's not dead. It's still out there. And it's still trying to find its candidate. Right now, I think it's, uh, it's Elizabeth Warren, maybe. I, I don't know if it's Joe Biden. I don't Biden. think anyone likes Elizabeth Warren. Uh, I think Joe Biden's the one that people are scared of. I think they're the one who, either him or Bernie. I think a lot of people are saying Bernie's too old. His health isn't great. Obviously, Joe Biden's also older. Um, my mother-in-law, actually, who's a staunch Democrat, had said she doesn't think Joe Biden's like all there mentally. Um, but then again, I don't know. I mean, but you know, in all honesty, that's what they say about older oh, people. Exactly. That's, it's just an excuse. I mean, and I think Ronald Reagan said it best. That you know, a, you know, I mean, he essentially made fun of how young his opponent was. And, and, and you know, I think that's the way you look at it right now. But about the honesty, to me, Joe Biden is the last of the remaining conservative Democrats. You know, I'm not sure he's conservative, but 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 moderate Democrats. I just don't see anybody else rising to to that level anymore. Well, I mean, obviously, Tulsi Gabbard. I, I know that we, when we were watching the, the debate, yeah, my dad actually had said, like, oh, I like her. Like, I actually, she's she's someone to watch. And I'm, I mean, because she's also, she made really nasty comments about the LGBTQ community uh, about five years ago, for which she's also apologized for. But, I mean, it, it just doesn't seem like she's a real true Democrat, in my opinion. She doesn't seem very socially liberal at all. So I'm, I'm a little confused. I think she might be party confused. Um, but yeah, I mean, anything else Come to, to us. We will take well, you Did you see, arms. actually, there's a, oh, goodness, I wanted to get you one of these shirts when you talk about leaving the Democratic Party. It's, it's called a Why I Walked Out. And people are wearing these really dramatic shirts. And I saw a guy the other day, I think it was just at like the grocery store, wearing a shirt that says, or why I left. And it's supposed to be a conversation starter. And it's about uh, people who have walked away from the Democratic Party and become Republicans. And you're supposed to like talk to them and start up a conversation about like why they, I just thought it sounded, it was just felt really dramatic. It felt like someone was trying to advertise like a, I don't know, like a, a nonprofit organization or something for domestic violence. Like why I walked away. I wasn't going to stand for it anymore. So get my dad one of those shirts for Christmas. Oh, that's why I walked away. I would wear it. Oh, he'd wear it in a heartbeat to yoga, to, to the beach and you'd be like ask me about my shirt just ask me just point to it <laughs> people are gonna think god knows what but but yeah i mean tulsi gabbard I, I i you know i think she's an interesting opponent i'm very confused as to why she's running as a democrat i think she's a republican yeah. so but you know what so let's let's keep going with our topics yeah. here and, and look we're just throwing them out right now but but something that just struck me as sort of funny and weird uh uh, there is a, a a former Navy SEAL, Chief Edward Gallagher. Okay, let's not say funny because it's kind of disgusting. Well, it's weird. It's but, but strange. You know, we have a crime called illegally posing with a corpse. Are you kidding me? These <sighs> Navy SEALs and military people, you know, endure some of the biggest hardships we, you know, you know, you know that that anybody in our country endure. And you're, in, 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 well, he was also charged. Well, he was acquitted, actually, but he was. They attempted to charge him for the attempted murder in the shootings of unarmed Iraqi civilians and other charges when he was in Mosul, uh, Iraq. Um, but he was convicted of the single count of posing with the casualty. Um, I guess it was a wounded captive uh, who he he murdered, technically. Um, but yeah, he was I mean, fighting it's weird. for our country, and you know what? You know, you know. 
I don't condone that behavior. No, it's I don't. awful. But is it something to, you know, he's, you know, he's going to lose part of his pension for he's that. He's going to lose his, but he's not like getting, I don't think he's getting dishonorably discharged or anything. Uh, but to me, you know, it's garbage, you know, and, and President Trump, if you're listening no, to... No, he the, supported, President Trump stepped up and supported him. Well, President Trump, if you listen to to this podcast, though, my friend... He acquitted, he congratulated him in a tweet. Well, well, I'd almost, you know, I'd also say, you know, let's let's pardon this individual again. And anybody, any anybody, it'd be a SEAL, a Green Beret, anybody who fights for their country, give them a break. These are people who 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 suffer just you know terrible loss at at a very young age and, and you know you, you know you know you know, um, you know milita- he stabbed the guy military in pe- the neck yeah but you know what you know I'm not there you're not there you but know. he took a picture of him sent it to his buddies on a text message like yeah. it's it's wrong that's wrong you that's, I'm not saying it's right I know. And I will agree with you on that. And I wouldn't do that. It's like that guy who my dad probably has no idea what I'm talking about. This guy named Logan Paul, who's a famous vlogger, videographer, YouTuber. Um, he he went into this quote unquote suicide forest in Japan, where I guess a lot of people go to kill themselves. Um, well, that's and, that freaky place. And oh my God, I saw a movie about that. Did you? That's that terrifying. So it's terrifying, but it's wow. it's a big deal. And I guess you can come across a lot of dead bodies, people that have killed themselves. He decided to film in that forest and post photos and video images of him next to dead bodies and he still has a ton of fans people love him and he's like oh i'm only 20 like i didn't know it's so wrong you know you know what's wrong how do you not have a moral most people know what's right and what's wrong and this isn't a gray area you're posing with a dead body and sharing it like it's it's sick and it's wrong and it's not respecting so let's agree yeah we agree that it's yeah it's not you don't do that now is it something that you should lose your somebody pension lose over. Your pension. I think you get reprimanded. And, I think you, know, you get some kind of punishment just to, you know, prevent others from doing that kind of behavior because yeah. that's not respecting human life. I agree with you on that one. So, so that's what we can yeah. agree on on that one. But, but I mean, know, all these guys, yeah, are who are fighting. I mean, that's why I say I think the whole trans ban of people and trans people in the military, anyone who wants to put on uniform and fight for their country, go ahead because I am too chicken shit to do it myself. You know, I applaud the men and women who do it or the men becoming women, women becoming men, all like whatever it is, whoever has the balls, quote unquote, no pun intended to put on that uniform and fight, you know, they're heroes. As I mentioned to you, uh, uh, we have uh, my uncle Frankie, uh, my uncle Frankie was gay and a uh, big, big Polish family. My uncle Frankie uh, served in, in the army in was Korea. Was he out, or was it one of the "Don't ask, don't tell" kind of deals? They, you weren't out in those days. No, right? you, you just you weren't out. Oh in my those gosh, days. the rampant homophobia, which I like. I well, but, guess I know, get to a certain. No, no, no. I, I dated yeah. a guy who was in the military. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Patrick if you're listening to this podcast. Great guy. Um, but he also spent a lot of time on boats, and I guess you're in very close quarters. You're confined a lot of the time. Um, on ships and there's a lot of rampant homophobia because of that. Like you don't, you know, mm. I, and that's what I was kind of getting at. My dad's shaking his head like, where the hell is she going with this? No, I um, guess, I guess yeah. my point on this one though is, you know, you know, a lot of gay people have served, you know, you know, have served honorably. And uh, by and trans. My, and... my uncle Frankie, you know, was, you know, after his, his stint in the army in Korea, he, he was in the merchant Marines for 30 years. And so, so we salute anybody who puts on the uniform. Exactly. We salute them. Uh, so, but you know, um, just looking down at some of the issues here, Harriet. Yeah, uh, I feel like we covered a lot. Oh, the capture of 
The guy whose name you can't pronounce. <laughs> Al Baghdadi. Yes, but his full name is. Well, he wasn't Abu captured. Bakr- he was killed. Ka- well, killed yeah. He was killed. Yeah. So, so, uh, President Trump. And shout out to all the brave dogs that assisted with the capturing and killing. There was one dog that was injured, but word is he's going to be just fine. So that made my night. <laughs> President Trump, uh, you, you know, I'm still confused about what you're doing with the Kurds. You know, but yeah. but maybe you got some plan that you're not telling us about. You know, and I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I still don't think we should have left any. We should never leave our friends because other people are watching, and our enemies will will say. You just abandon your allies. Like what yeah, precedent does yeah. that set for the rest of the world? But you know, thank you for taking out this nasty sob who wants to take. You no know, one the said he's dead. Well, he wants to take the uh, Middle East back into the dark ages, and yeah. and I know middle, you know, many Middle Easterners who who just don't want to go there no. right, right now, and, and you know, and uh, so so thank you for uh, for what you do, and also a shout out to uh, President Obama, former President Obama. Yeah. I think he uh, the number of drone strikes that oh, he actually he did was was great right now, and and anybody who doesn't think that there's evil in this world. Look to see what ISIS has done. These are pure evil people, and there are bad people in this world. And one of the reasons that the United States needs a first-class military, has a first-class military, is because it needs to take out some of these people and to do it quickly. And so President Trump, look, you are who you are. You, you, you know, I think you should have probably shared this with uh, with uh, Speaker Pelosi. You know. And I gotta say, not a fan of the words you used, President Trump, when you announced his death. He died like a dog. Come yeah, on now. Yeah, I, I, come on. I, I mean, in dogs all, are the best. In all honesty, <laughs> you didn't need to you say know, he violently died. And President Trump, look, you, you're a, you're both a real estate guy, and you're, a, I don't say I'm you're an actor, celebrity. but you're you're an entertainment guy. But I I, I really do advise <laughs> you here. And look, you, you know, you know. I advise, you know, I'm your supporter. I still advise you to tone it down because people are watching. Our kids are watching, and you and 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 just remember, like what we tell athletes, you know, if you see an athlete doing it on TV, you're gonna have 100 kids in the schoolyard doing the same thing. And if somebody hears the president talking like this, you're gonna have a lot of kids out there thinking it's okay. And and the truth of the matter is, it's not okay, and it's not entertainment. It's called governing. And this is why I love my dad, and this is why I agreed to do a podcast with him because. He isn't, you know, he isn't condoning the kind of nasty language that Trump uses or saying that the stuff, you know, grab her by the pussy stuff is okay. My dad actually respects women. Oh, my God. My dad's saving under his breath. I can't talk like that. But our president talked like that. So I'm just repeating a quote. I'm not speaking. It's a generational thing. It's not a generational thing. This is something he said to poor Billy Bush, who was fired immediately following this that came out. Billy Bush got it worse than President Trump ever has with this stuff. Poor guy can't even get a job at Popeye's now. But it's hard to get a job at Popeyes these do? days. They're not hiring. But not uh, hiring. yeah, but I'm just saying, this is why I love my dad. He doesn't condone talking like that, as you can tell by me or President Trump or anyone. And uh, he has good morals. And, and that's something that you also don't hear often about a lawyer, people saying that they respect him and like him. And he never talks badly about other people. And that's always nice to hear. So thank you for another wonderful episode. No, we're not no, done no, yet. No, yet. no, but no, there's no. more. Sorry, we're not. <laughs> We're not going yet, but, okay. but hey, I think maybe we'll we'll end this with. You know, Do you want another Hey Gavin segment? No, no, it's no. A, it's, a, it, 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 it's just a sage advice for political candidates. Okay. This, this could be for Democratic candidates. This is called candidates. Randy's wisdom. Oh, I don't know. 
Uh, this can be for Democratic candidates, it can be for Republican candidates or independent candidates. You know, I've been advising a couple of my friends right now who, who are running for Congress in San Diego. And the, and the one thing I tell them is, is have a good time. You know, have a good time and, and smile. Smile and He's saying this to both men and women, just so you know. I mean, smile and just show people that you enjoy what you do. Show people that you will listen to them. And you know what? What I think uh, shows class too is, is, you know, don't just come out when it's most convenient for you and leave. And, and look, I've been a candidate. I understand what it's like to have a lot of things to do. But you know, come back out. Come back out when you're not, when it's not expected, and talk to everybody in the room. Okay, because people, you know, you don't know where that last vote is coming from. But you know, beyond getting the vote, it's just being a good human being. And, and you know. I believe in voters. I, I, I still believe in the wisdom of voters. I still believe that voters get it right. And I still believe that voters, you know, have a good innate sense for a candidate. So just don't be about the issues, you know, don't be about, you know, the social goals or about, you know, liberty or freedom or, 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 or about concepts. Which are important, obviously. You know, which, which are very important. <laughs> but I guess what I'm saying, though, is that don't forget being a human. Exactly. And, 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 you know, being a human is very important. A lot of times Republicans, you know, we stand on issues that we believe very strongly about, you know, freedom, you know, uh, you know, liberty, the economy, capitalism. But, you know, the, the Democrats, I think, do sometimes have an advantage over us. They have where, a better social media strategy. Well, I'm just going to say that. Well, but they also are, are very good at, at touching issues that affect people every day. So instead of saying we need a strong economy, saying we need jobs, instead of saying uh, we need liberty, I mean talk about you know talk about individual instances where those freedoms have been have been taken away, and so talk about people wrongly convicted of crimes, you know, to push the agenda. Well, so look, you know, you know, Randy's rules for candidates, <laughs> you know, one watch be, out for the book. One be, <laughs> one, one be yourself. Two, don't be phony. Three, have a good time, and and four, listen. You know, a good candidate just doesn't have things that they propose. You know, it's like a business, and I do a lot of stuff with startups. Where you start in a company is, you know, you know, where your company starts strategically is not where you finish. And where a good candidate starts is not where they finish. A good candidate listens, adapts but keeps their own personality and their own values while at the same time being able to represent your community. And always remember, and this goes back to uh, Congresswoman Hill, you represent your community. This is just not you know, some big eagle thing. Eagle thing. Not eagle thing. Uh, eagle, Don't know what that is. <laughs> eagle thing. But you know... It's an eagle thing. You wouldn't understand. You know, but... but it, it's really being about a representative and and of helping people. And in order to do that, you have to understand what they need and you have to be able to deliver. So Harriet with On that note, did you, did I you don't have anything know. else? I that's mean, that's pretty good wisdom no, for I'm Wednesday, on that. October thirtieth. Yeah. 
Well, Harriet, you know. My dad doesn't totally understand the fact that this podcast, though the date will be on it, we don't have to have a certain time. He doesn't totally understand how podcasts work yet, but he's getting there. You mean people can't see me? <laughs> oh, man. He totally thought for the longest time he was going to have to dress up and get all nice for the podcast to record, not realizing it's you, just audio. You don't want to see me right now. No. It is not a good nope. side. <laughs> but, okay, so have we agreed on the name? So, so the it's name. It's now Hear Me Out. Okay, so. That's the feedback. That's what I'm being uh, told. And if we're not doing politics as our main focus anymore, the political family kind of goes out the window. I will concede. He concedes. I'll concede the name. So, so. Ding, 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 ding. So everybody, sorry for uh, being late on the on this third one, but so this is Randy. This and is Harriet, Harriet, and we're saying goodbye. And we'll Thank talk to you. you next time. And we'll talk to you all soon. Thank yeah. you for listening. Please leave a review. Please follow us. Subscribe and share with your friends. All right. All say bye. Take bye. Care, bye.